You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Ah, people, here we are. And I am, in a very sick and twisted way, quite excited. Indeed, quite excited for today's podcast episode because we're talking about customers and customer service and the fact that your business is in business to serve your customers and that the customers need to be the center of your attention. But here is a really fascinating observation. You have unwritten rules, unwritten, possibly unconscious expectations as to how your customers should behave. Now, I was not really aware of this until my mentor asked me, hey, Kathleen, have you ever thought about what your expectations are of your customers? And I was like, what? What do you mean? My expectations of my customers. And I paused for a minute because I was like, oh, now I can see where I am getting myself into trouble. Here is the thing, my friends. It's very possible that you have no idea that you have these unwritten rules, unwritten, unconscious expectations about how your customers are supposed to behave. And that is exactly what I wanted to dig into today. Essentially, what happens when we have a relationship with anybody, right? And you could apply this to anybody in your family. You can apply this to your customers. You can apply this to any one of your staff members. You can apply this to a freelancer. You can apply this to any contractor that works with you. Frankly, any other human in your life, these principles apply. But where it becomes really fascinating is when we think about it in relation with our customers. We have written for ourselves, whether unconsciously or you may have actually written this down, how you assume your customers should be behaving. You have essentially written a manual, a guide, a book on how your customers should behave. And then as soon as your customers don't behave in line with your expectations, you use that as an opportunity to either tell yourself that your customers are dumb or you tell yourself that you're dumb. Most often it falls into one of two categories, but would you be open to believing that there's actually a third option available to you? The next time you have a customer interaction, you don't need to use it as an opportunity to reinforce the fact that all customers are stupid, nor do you need to use it as an opportunity to talk down to yourself and tell yourself, 
that you're stupid. In actual fact, your customers are allowed to behave any way they like. You cannot control how your customers are going to respond in any situation. You cannot control what they're going to say to you, the tone in which they talk to you, the emails that they write to you, how they choose to behave in response to anything. You have no control over them. What is so important to think about as a business owner and to ask yourself, and I will tell you absolutely, this is an opportunity simply for curiosity. What unwritten rules have you written about how your customers should behave? I, in my bubble, had an expectation that customers should know how floral design works. They should have a complete understanding about the fact that flowers have a season. They should know that there's more flowers available to them than just peonies. They should know exactly what Pantone color I'm referring to when I say burgundy. They should also know that the more money they spend on flowers, the better the outcome. They should also know (laughs) that if they just want something beautiful, then they just need to tell me how much money they want to spend and kind of a color palette and I will make something beautiful. I also assumed that our customers should never, ever complain. It wasn't until my coach asked me, hey, Kathleen, what unwritten rules have you created as to how your customers should behave? This exercise is so powerful because I can guarantee you, you have unwritten rules and expectations as to how you think your customers should behave. You have unconscious expectations as to when they should engage you when it comes to wedding flowers. You have expectations about the fact that they should or should not email you after an event. You have expectations that they'll just be able to order whatever they want from the website and give you very clear directions in terms of any modifications that they would like you to make. You may have expectations that they completely understand the ins and outs of design. You might have expectations about how your customers should be behaving. But I will ask you to open your brain, be curious, And just get to work wondering, what are your current expectations of your customers? It's so common that we have expectations of our customers, but they're unconscious. Raising your consciousness and raising your awareness as to what your expectations are about your customers is so helpful. Even something as simple as me, assuming our customers understand flowers have seasons. It gets me into trouble if I assume that because then I start the conversation from a totally wrong place. I start the conversation assuming that they know that peonies are only available six weeks of the year. I start the conversation assuming they know that only imported roses are available through our winter. I start the conversation And 
continue the conversation. And then I get frustrated when the customer's like, oh, can I have peonies? And it's like April. I'd be like, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb that you're asking that question. But in actual fact, that is precisely where we get in trouble. We start the conversation, we start the relationship like three steps ahead of where it needs to be. So you've heard me talk about this before and this idea of she who is the most helpful makes the most money. This is like a religious principle that I live by. She who is the most helpful makes the most money. Do you want to know what else makes you really helpful to your customers? Stop assuming that they should know things. Remember, it's very unlikely that your customers are as familiar with flowers as you are. In actual fact, I hate to break this devastating piece of news to you, but it's very likely that your customers don't love flowers as much as you do. And that is totally fine. That is not a problem. This whole notion of really unpacking and getting curious about the assumptions that you have about your customers is so helpful because then you come to the table from a clean space for phenomenal customer service. Try it out. The next time you get an email from a client, the next time somebody sends a DM on Instagram, somebody calls the shop, somebody walks into your studio, assume they don't know what they're talking about. Assume your first job is to help lead the way and educate them on how this whole thing works. If you, on the flip side, decide to approach your next wedding consultation with the assumption that they should know what their budget gets them, and you completely overlook the fact that that could be the first thing that you talk about, you will totally miss the opportunity to demonstrate just how approachable and helpful you are. Because every other floral designer out there is assuming that their customer knows how much flowers are. But when you come to the table going, clean slate, they don't know, it's my job to tell them, and I can tell you, you will win them over when you start from the beginning. We get ourselves into so much trouble and we stop focusing how we can deliver as much value as possible when we lose sight of what our unwritten expectations are of our customers. Remember, your business is in business to serve customers. You don't have a business unless you have customers. You don't have a business unless you have customers that pay you money. So make it easy for your customers to pay you money and stop telling yourself that your customers should know more. Stop telling yourself that your customers should have a complete understanding about how this whole thing works. Stop telling yourself that your customers should behaving in a different way and accept how they behave. Come to terms with the questions that they ask you. Come to the table going, this is an opportunity for you to level up your customer service. This is an opportunity for you to really get into the mind of your customer and go, great, I'm gonna have this conversation for you today and this is where I'm going to take it from here because I understand this customer is not the only customer on the planet who's ever gonna ask this question. So what can I do for my future self 
to make my customer service even easier? What can I do to help my customers even more? We get ourselves into trouble when we tell ourselves our customers should know better. Because you're thinking this idea, our customers should know better, you're probably going to feel agitated, irritated. And when you feel irritated and you're trying to be a good customer service person, those two things don't align. <laughs> you cannot be irritated and good at customer service. You cannot be irritated and doing the best service for your customer possible. Because when you're irritated, you're snippy and short, you'll possibly roll your eyes and you will do all the childish things and want to have a temper tantrum and huff and puff. And basically, you'll offer customer service like your seven-year-old nephew would. The results that you're creating for yourself, you are the one that should know better. You're sitting there telling yourself, my customer should know better. So you're feeling irritated and you're behaving like a seven-year-old and what you're creating for yourself is a vicious cycle where you are an adult and you know that you know better. And if we take this example to a totally other extreme and we assume that our clients should just magically be able to read our minds, they should magically be able to find all the information that they need about how floral design works, they should know the exact ins and outs and understand that peonies are only available six weeks of the year. They should also know, well, when I say it's a mix of delicate crimson and blush, they should clearly know. And when they demonstrate behavior that reinforces the fact that they don't know, and that leads you to start to beat yourself up, talk down to yourself and say, I should know better. When you tell yourself, man, oh man, I wish that our customers understood. When you tell yourself that simple sentence, and you kind of, I envision myself being like, fuck, I wish our customers fucking understood how the hard this job was. I kind of want to stand leaning against the wall, arms crossed. And when I'm in that headspace, I am not paying attention to my clients. I am not thinking about the transaction that's in front of me. And I am definitely not thinking about what this relationship, what this service is like from their point of view. Now, I will tell you, I have done this with customers before. I have. I have some phenomenal customer service stories about exactly how you should not behave. Particularly if your name is Donnie and you call the shop at 7 a.m. on Valentine's Day. These two things do not mix. Now, I am not necessarily proud of that behavior, but it really goes to show that when you're in the wrong headspace, when you're making the wrong assumptions about how your customers should behave, you are going to show up in such a terrible customer service headspace. If I think back to that beautiful Valentine's Day morning and I had just come back from second market trip in 48 hours and my good friend Donnie called and Donnie always ordered a box arrangement for his girlfriend, Danny. I'm not even making any of this up, people. These are real names, real characters who live in Australia. 
Donnie will call and he wants a box arrangement to be delivered to Danny. We had made the decision the night before that we were not going to do any more deliveries. Now, my immediate thought process was fucking Donnie, you know, the Valentine's Day is on the 14th of February every single year. Every single year, Valentine's Day is on the exact same day. I'll tell you people, the thoughts that your customer should know better and your customers should know that Valentine's Day happens on the same day every year. is a very unhelpful thought to think because of that thought, you feel very frustrated. And when you're on the phone with somebody like Donnie at 7.30 in the morning, having not slept the night before, having gone, driven 101 kilometers there and 101 kilometers back to pick up more roses so that you can make a bucket of money on Valentine's Day and Donnie calls and he wants a delivery and you go, I'm sorry, that's a no for me. And I'm not going to lie, I did not say it in such a gracious tone. Dear Donnie, our deliveries are totally cut off. He went fucking ballistic. If I think about it from his point of view, Donnie is a regular customer. We've always pulled through for Donnie. Why can't we do this one delivery for Donnie today? I'm also very grateful for the fact that I behaved the way that I did because now I have a very entertaining story to tell you. You can ask any one of our staff members. Everybody has a great story about Donnie and Danny. And you think I'm making these names up, but I'm not. Friends, it's so entertaining. But let us get back to the point. The point is you have very likely unwritten, unconscious rules about how your customers are supposed to interact with you. When you have unwritten expectations about how your customers are supposed to behave and you attach your emotions, you attach your feelings to their behavior, this is a recipe for disaster. It is a no-win situation. Here's an idea that's going to blow your mind. You can decide to show up in any relationship and have no emotional attachment to how anyone else behaves. You can decide to show up in any relationship and not attach your emotional state to what they say to you, what they don't say to you, how they behave to you, how they don't behave to you. You can decide to show up in a space of unconditional love for anyone in your life, regardless of what they say or do. You can decide to be secure in your own emotion and not attach your emotions to how your customers behave. You can drop all expectations that you have about your customers. One of the very common experiences that floral designers have is we attach our self-worth, we attach our personal satisfaction, our happiness 
to how our customers behave. We decide our work is only good if we receive praise from the bride. We decide our work is only valid if a customer gives us feedback to say, this is beautiful. You do not have to tie your emotional state to what your clients say. Your work is 100% perfect as is, regardless of what your clients say to you. Your designs are perfect for that situation, whether or not your client sends you an email to say it was beautiful. You cannot control anybody else's behavior ever. As much as you want to, as much as you think that would be so amazing, you don't have to, and you cannot actually control anybody else's behavior. So if you find yourself telling yourself, well, I'll know the work is good if my customers give me positive feedback, I want to give you a different option. You can decide your work is good for you. And then you know that regardless of what your customer says to you, however they behave, whether it's positive or negative, isn't going to impact your perspective of your work. You can view your work as perfect the way that it is. Your customer is also then allowed to have their perspective. Isn't that amazing? And you can drop your expectations and this manual that you have written for your customers. You can drop all of it. It doesn't matter what your customers say or do to you. You are here to add a tremendous amount of value to the world. You are here to bring beauty to events, situations, occasions, celebrations. You get to find complete worthiness in your work as is. You don't need to worry about what your customer is thinking. You don't need to worry about what their reaction might be because they are gonna react however they're going to react, which is totally perfect. It's very easy for us to assume that we need to control the world for us to feel good. It's very easy for floral designers to assume that we need our customers to love our work. We need our customers to give us positive feedback and only then will we feel like we are capable, qualified and worthy of charging full price. If you know intellectually that you cannot control your customer's reaction. How would you show up differently? If you dropped the manual and dropped the expectations about how your customers were supposed to engage with you, how would you show up differently? We have so many unwritten but very clear rules and expectations in every relationship that we have. 
And when you do this, you will find yourself wrapped up in all of those expectations. And when you tie your emotional state to how somebody else is going to behave, you've handed all your power over. When you find yourself wrapped up in navigating the expectations and this person should do this and that person should be doing that and this is how this person should be behaving and this is how this person should be acting when they're engaging with me, you're finding yourself wrapped up in those expectations and not even present with the relationship. You're living in a totally false reality. And I want to welcome you back to planet Earth and to tell you that nothing has gone wrong, but you have the option of dropping all of those expectations. If I think back to some of my most momentous customer complaints and what I used to make it mean. If I think back, I can tell you right now, I can guarantee you that I had an expectation the customer should not complain. Literally, I thought, why don't these people understand how hard this job is? Don't they understand how hard I've worked for them? Don't they understand how tired I am? And when you walk around with this expectation that customers and clients should never complain, the minute that they do complain, you find yourself falling into the emotional spiral of, oh, hey, oh, hey, look, Kathleen, you fucked up again. You're clearly not good enough. My brain really liked to use customer complaints as further evidence of why I wasn't qualified, why I wasn't capable. And friends, it's not fun. It's not fun living in a brain that tells you you're not qualified and you're not capable. So when COVID hit, March 2020, close your eyes, think back to the distant, distant past six months ago. When COVID hit and our clients got real mad because we were not going to give them their deposit back. And the emails came flooding in. The threats came flooding in. One of my favorite experiences to have ever gone through in my entire life happened this year. One of our brides, who I have so much love for, and you're probably not going to believe me, but I'm going to use this as a very real example because I want to show you what is possible. When she writes me the email to quite clearly reiterate the fact that she believes she's entitled to getting her deposit back, and she likes to use the phrase, Kathleen, I find you incredibly condescending and unhelpful, and threatens to take us to arbitration, you can imagine the experience that my brain decided to make all of this mean. I walked into the beginning of this year thinking, nah, I can navigate customer complaints. Ain't no problem until it's pushed to the extreme. Circumstances beyond our control, 
said, okay, so things are going to change. Gathering restrictions in Australia at the time were going to be somewhere between like you can still have a wedding, but you need to limit it between 30 and uh, it keeps fluctuating, right? I think right now we're at 150 people. So at no point in time were weddings banned in our state in Australia. Our client simply decided she did not like the gathering restrictions. So she was making the personal choice to move her event out to October 2021. Dear client, we are not available for your new date. I don't give a rat's ass that you don't like our reason for not being available for your new date. I don't give a rat's ass that you're making the personal choice to reschedule your wedding because you don't think people will be able to fly in from overseas. These are all personal choices, 100%. You are making the best decision for you and your future husband. Perfect. I love you for that. But also know we are making the best decision for our business. It's very possible when you get the notice in this current situation that you're going to be taken to arbitration, you could decide, right? And my brain really wanted to go into this space. Oh, great, Kathleen, look, I've done something wrong. Again, I don't want to confront this conflict. I'm just going to give her her money back. That's one option. Another option, I could decide she's a total fucking douchebag and I could spend six months fueled by anger and frustration. Or I could decide she is bloody amazing and I want every single woman on the planet to stand their ground and to fight what they think they are entitled to. I have more love now for our client because of this experience than I have ever had in the past because of how I'm choosing to look at it. I'm going to share way more about the whole arbitration situation with you. Oh my God, that could totally be the name of the podcast. Insert sparkly stars, arbitration situation. I have so much that I want to share with you about that experience. So much that I have learned that I want other female business owners to learn. But lesson number one from that whole experience, you get to decide how you want to approach your relationship with your customer. I can love my client regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what she says to me, regardless of the fact that she wanted to go to arbitration, regardless of the fact that we sat in front of the tribunal, regardless of the fact that we did not give her her money back. I know what is right for me and I know how I want to approach these relationships. None of what she says needs to mean anything other than words on a piece of paper. None of it. How she behaves, what she says, how she reacts. And this circumstance, I would argue, is a very extreme customer complaint circumstance. It does not matter what your customers say to you, how they engage with you, what they write to you, positively or negatively. You get to decide that you can show up with unconditional love for yourself 
and for your client. You can decide you are going to provide phenomenal customer service no matter what. You get to drop all expectations about how your customers should behave. You get to become aware of any unconscious expectations you have about how your clients should behave, how they should react, what they should say to you in any circumstance. If they are complaining to you, if they are providing you positive feedback, if they're asking you a question about ordering flowers, if they're DMing you on Instagram, it doesn't need to mean anything other than what they're asking you. So here is the go. Having said all of this, I want you to become aware of what your current expectations are about your customers. Your customers have no clue how this whole floral design thing works. That is not a bad thing. That is not a good thing. It just is. It's just a neutral circumstance. You don't need to make that mean anything. Now, if you know your clients do not know how this whole thing works and you are the CEO of your business, how do you want to show up in your business? If you know your customers don't know anything and your business is in business to solve problems for your customers, how do you want to show up on Instagram? How do you want to show up on your website? What questions do you want to ask your clients at a consultation? How do you even want to set up your consultations? Do you even think a consultation is the most helpful way to build a relationship with your client if they have no idea how this whole thing works? How do you want to answer the phone? What questions do you want to ask when you're taking an order? How do you want to greet them when they walk in the door? Your energy is so different. When you drop all of your expectations about how your clients should be behaving and you show up from a place of unconditional love and you know that your job is to help your clients, you are going to show up with totally different energy and you will make more money because as soon as you recognize that you have an unconscious expectation about how your clients should be behaving and you drop those expectations and you think about what this experience is like from their perspective, you are totally going to change your tune. You are totally going to become way more approachable, way more helpful. You are going to become the definition of phenomenal customer service. So ask yourself, what expectations have you placed on your clients and customers? What are you presuming that they know? How are you expecting them to behave? And if you ever find yourself attached to how your customers are behaving, you have handed over all of your power and all of your authority. 
whether or not your client sends you a beautiful handcrafted note or an email after a wedding does not make you a better or worse designer. Whether someone sends you a complaint about a delivery that you did last week also doesn't matter. And in the most extreme circumstances, if you've been taken to court over your clients not liking the fact that you are taking their deposit, it does not make you any less or any more worthy. So get curious. Are you tying your emotions to your customer's behavior? Is that how you want to show up? Is that idea serving you? Do you want to keep doing that? Because you always have the option of dropping that expectation altogether. And this experience, this interaction that you have with your clients, that you have with your customers, is one of the key areas that we unpack in my one-on-one program. We can go all in on this work. We can unpack all of the relationships that you have with your customers, with your staff, with your freelancers, with your parents, with your sister. All of our expectations about relationships that we carry in our lives, they're so interrelated. And I know that this sounds a little bit unusual for somebody who is so focused on business, but your relationship with your friends and your family is so similar to how you set your relationships up with your customers. It's all related. So in my one-on-one program, you get access to all of the business how to, you get the exact roadmap for you to know what matters when it comes to marketing and business and your website and Instagram and navigating wedding inquiries and time management and goal setting and how to take better pictures of your work, all of the very functional tactical things covered. But what makes my one-on-one program so phenomenal is eight weeks of private coaching. We get to dive into mindset, relationships, goal setting, discomfort, creating constraints in your decision making, how to navigate overwhelm and confusion, how to show up in the world as the person you've always wanted to be. If any of this sounds like what you want to be doing, If my one-on-one program sounds like an opportunity you want to jump into, then submit an application and let's get to work. If you're wondering if my one-on-one program is right for you, it includes my business masterclass. So we talk about marketing and branding and sales and pricing, and there's eight modules and you can binge on it and you can put it all into action and you can immediately level up your Instagram feed through my Instagram masterclass. You can take your website to a whole new level because it's all included in the program. Plus, I am just going through the process of updating our wedding inquiry masterclass because this shit is helpful. <laughs> the system that we created for navigating new wedding inquiries 
means that you can just jump into my one-on-one -on -one program, get immediate access to it, implement it for yourself, and all of the administration around navigating new inquiries falls away. My approach to navigating wedding inquiries is really fucking helpful. So I think my one-on-one -on -one program is worth it just to get access to that content because you get all of my templates, all of my email templates, the exact process that we use when it comes to navigating wedding inquiries so that you can start creating the kind of work you've always wanted to make. So all of the online videos you get immediate access to, it gives you every single how, every single tactic, every single plan that you could possibly need when it comes to the marketing side of things. And then in addition to that, you get eight weeks of private coaching because I know what it's like to feel totally isolated, to keep telling yourself that there must be something wrong with you. Everybody else in the world has clearly figured this out. If you want to gain confidence, feel more capable, begin to make more money, and gain the clarity in terms of the how, sign up for my one-on-one -on -one program. Taking applications now, and that's right, it is an application-only program. Of course, if you're at all in doubt, put your application in. Do it. And if you have any questions, always remember, reach out to me on the Instagrams. Let's chat. And my friends, if you do nothing else this week, get curious about what your current expectations are about your customers and ask yourself, is that helpful? And it's totally fine to just drop all the expectations and show up as the most helpful. Because remember, she who is the most helpful makes the most money. Friends, have a beautiful week. There is so much goodness happening, so much goodness in store for you over the next few days. I cannot wait. And friends, I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now.